if you wake up two, three o'clock in the morning thinking about work, thinking about responsibilities, I think that is a layer of anxiety. You know, I think, you know, because your mind is working and you, you just want things to be right. And as men, as I said before, you know, we are, you know, we are providers. We, we, we want to ensure things are covered. Um, so some of these things come first in our sleep. Our sleep patterns, to me, is a reflection of, of how your mental health is. Welcome to the What Next Podcast, hosted by Sean Reed, where we pay it forward through conversations. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey to discover what's next for you. Neil. Yo. How is your mental health today? I think it's it's positive. It's it's good. Um, you know, from time to time, there is anxiety. Um, you know, with different you know responsibilities, different things that we have to do as men. But overall, I can't complain. You know, that's interesting. I think that unfortunately, you know, as men, we don't speak about that. There's an assumption that we're okay, we're not worried, we're not concerned. But I definitely do find that, you know, trying to provide, protect for your family, that's a lot of responsibility. And for some reason, we don't speak about how it impacts us mentally. Yeah, so for me, you know, I, I tend to, well, my wife tell me, I obviously keep these stuff in or I hide it pretty well, you know. But, overall you know from if you wake up two three o'clock in the morning thinking about work thinking about responsibilities i think that is a layer of anxiety you know i think you know because your mind is working and you you just want things to be right and as men as i said before you know we are you know we're providers we, we we want to ensure things are covered um so some of these things come first in our sleep our sleep patterns to me is a reflection of of how your mental health is because it's really your, you know, your, your, your subconscious, you know, acting up, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion. So based on that, I think I do have some kind of, you know, anxiety in me. Yeah. Um, so it's just really to identify it, which I have and to, to work through it. Um, you know, I always say to myself that if you're stressed or you're anxious, then there's something that you're not doing. So in other words, you could use that energy towards, you know, something else. See, so I always ask myself when I feel that way or if I can't sleep, you know, what, could, what should I be doing right now? You know, what could I do? Um, and what helps me sometimes is just I pick up my phone and just start jot down things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, okay. You know, I, I I don't know what's happening right now with my, you know, what I'm thinking about. But, you know, let me just write down some stuff I need to do. And it, it I mean, I'd have categories of things, you know, from <laughs> from personal. So I'll put a little P beside it because mm-hmm. how, how the, you know, how the stuff come up is very random what you need to yeah. get done. So it's for me to separate personal versus, you know, this business or that workplace or, you know, so you don't forget. What do you think makes you the most anxious? Um, uh, well, I, I mean, it's, it's just really to, to, to have that, that freedom, um, to have that um, provision in place to make sure things are covered, you know. 
I, I think that's something, especially at, at my age now, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I blink, I, I'm 50, 50, in my 50s, mm-hmm. you know, and then there are 60s. And, you know, you know, unfortunately for me, I've seen, I mean, I've, I've lost both parents and, mm-hmm. you know, my dad earlier this year. And, you know, just to see how, you know, how fragile life is and how quickly it comes at you. I think now is the right time to, you know, to, to, to make certain moves, make certain decisions, make certain, you know, put certain things in place. Yeah, I think for me, uh, my, one of my biggest fears is not being able to provide. And I don't think I get anxious, I could be wrong, but I definitely get concerned and worried. And as I said, you know, when you feel as if that there is a, a runway in terms of time, to be able to put down enough resources so that your children can be okay. Yeah. So that God forbid there's a health issue that that can be taken care of mm-hmm. and that your children aren't carrying the, the burden of that debt, of the financial debt of taking care of you. And I think that, you know, until I'm at a point where I feel as if I'm able to create that layer of, of financial security for my family, there is a, a lingering feeling of, Am I doing enough? Yeah, I, I I fully, you know, I get what you're saying. I get that feeling too. Um, part of it for me too is, you know, they always have this cliched, you know, saying, you know, you do your part and God do the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't believe God just get up and, you know, just bless people without the work. Somebody putting in their side. Whether it is you do it or. It's generational, you know, you get blessing elsewhere or whatever. But I strongly believe that when you're in those anxious kind of points, you, 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 you say to yourself, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. And if you can confidently say that um, or even put steps in place to do more, then you can feel confident that God now left you out, you know. And, and I can say God never left me out yet. Mm-hmm. And am I, am I the hardest worker in the room 24-7? No. I mean... There are times I am, and I strongly believe that. And there are times I mean I'm human, and you might have a, you know you might have had a rough day yesterday, so you come today, and you know you want to say you're firing on all cylinders every day, but we're humans, not yeah. machines, you know. Um, so it's not consistent, but you 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 know you God never left me out. Him, him no, you know yeah. no. So you see that you lost both your parents. I know that cancer played a role in that. So what are you doing? So hopefully check yourself out. Have you done any checks to make sure that you're okay? Yeah, so you know, with, with with the two kids I have, you know, I I take full responsibility that I don't want them to to lose me early, mm-hmm. you know. So my dad had, you know, the cancer it would have originated from his his, his colon mm-hmm. um and it metastasized to his liver, which mm-hmm. was really swollen, you know. So when he passed in February, you know, I took the decision that, you know, I need to check myself out. You mm-hmm. know, I'm 40 now and, you know, I need to go and, and check it out. So I've done that. And, yeah. you know, there are other things you do, you know, every year you do an executive male profile. You know, mm-hmm. certain things that you, it's not a, at this stage now, life is not about me. And, you know, life is about my kids and. I, I want to believe, or I do believe that they, they need me. Yeah. Um. Not just to provide little cheese tricks or 
<laughs> little, little sweet, little excitement, little games, little this, but to provide wisdom, you know, where the conversations that will come up will be what I would have learned. It's yeah. almost like I want to get them to my, I'm, I'm in no shape or form the wisest, man. But check me 10 years ago versus now, I'm way wiser. Mm-hmm. So if I could teach what I learned in 10 years to my child in five, then I would have won. I want to do it in a shorter space of time if possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's the goal. Um, and you always hear about, you know, give me any child zero to seven years old and I show you the man or the mm-hmm. woman, you know. So my daughter is five, my son is three. So these are critical points. So I can't joke around with my health. Yeah. Yeah, I drink some wine here and there and liquor rum, you know. Um, that that's kind of my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I don't sit back and be like, I'm afraid to do this test or I'm afraid to check out myself. I think that's just irresponsible. Um, because I'm doing it for them. Yeah, it's so for me on my father's side, cancer is very rampant, and so I have my colonoscopy scheduled for some time this year, and Good. um it's it's a kind of thing that is twofold one you're totally right i want to be here to be able to provide them with knowledge and guidance but two i also want to I also want my daughter to see me doing the right thing in quotes so yeah tell yeah. her i am going to go to the doctor today i'm going to do this because i definitely believe that you know kids mimic their parents like if they see that you go and you get checked out and you take care of yourself they hopefully will do the same it, thing. It will. Yeah, man. And, and I think, to your point, action. You know, sometimes you're teaching it, your kids things and you don't even realize. Right. Because when you're walking out and you pick up the keys and you're going out, you're going to hear a little, a little munchkin and ask, Daddy, where are you going? Yeah. And when you tell them where you're going, oh, I just go into the supermarket to pick up some stuff. Or, you know, and they understand. They would, even those simple gestures understand that there is something, stuff need to come in the house. Mm-hmm. And you know, X Y Z. So that's that's so important. Yeah. Um, so I know that you know for the past thirty years I've known you. I have always been somebody with a lot of ideas, right? Where do you think you get this creative brain from to come up with all these ideas, all these schemes, all these plans? I'm gonna be honest with you, Sean. Um, I, I you know I always. I get the, I get that question, mm-hmm. um, you know, from like different critical thinking, um, you know, exercises that would come up or different things. And I really believe it's coming from literally the creative side of me, which is music. Mm-hmm. So I, you probably know, I don't know if you know, but I mean, from a little boy, may I play a piano? Yeah, man. Um, I play by ear and... Like, I know the sound of every black and white key. Mm-hmm. And I can hear something and turn it into life, you know. Growing up, any Celine Dion, and any Mariah Carey. All back in the day, we in high school, and, mm-hmm. you know, Casey and Jojo tune <laughs> them bus. But just go up on the piano and play that two times, and the girls, them love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a secret sauce, that, you know. I know that music will win my wife, though, yeah, I know that. I'd use charm, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it came from that. I think it came from just music and, 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 and associating, you know, you know, problems that will come up and how we can solve them and 
and and also it's just 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 this whole positive mindset i don't know i think i get the positive mindset from my dad mm -hmm. he's this you know always positive like a hurricane could be like right there at the doorstep and it's there i'm looking at it and him i'm gonna tell you say you know it now come man you know or, you know just always positive and i think the positivity coupled with creativity for me make me kind of come up with you know ideas and concepts yeah yeah i mean positivity is so important and it's weird i don't think i'm the most positive person but people always say to me that when they ask me what's going on how, am I, how i'm doing i always say something positive mm -hmm. and sometimes they're shocked or they're like oh yeah sean you're gonna say everything is okay and it's kind of unfortunate because it's almost as if we we're programmed to hear something negative so the person who always says that they're, they're good everything is okay sometimes it feels as if that people think that you're being fake like people almost feel more comfortable hearing the negative than hearing the positive and when you hear that when somebody mm -hmm. says oh i'm good okay sean are you pretending are you making it up I, no i'm good Everything you is always okay. hear the question you're sure yeah you're sure <laughs> sean you can't tell me come come at me at that yeah yeah i mean put it this way there are circumstances there are times where people would ask you something maybe something bothering you mm -hmm. but it's not it's not time you know time and place you know you don't really want to talk about it so mm -hmm. the easiest thing to do is more good yeah you know um those are you know you put th those situations aside but generally if somebody genuinely is positive genuinely feeling good i can i can relate to what you're saying they don't necessarily expect it even yeah. though you believe you know i'm good okay just seriously i am yeah. you know so that that positivity even stem from you know not just how you feel but how you approach a situation yeah you, you, you know when when somebody say i can't you know i always say why not mm -hmm. you know you know everything is can't until some crazy person does it comes up and challenges it and it happens yeah it takes some bold crazy reckless mad evil you like the common world will describe this person challenging the modus of operandi yeah. as a a sickhead yeah right but then them go and them do it and then everybody come back and high praises and it becomes know? a norm yeah yeah it's weird I, I growing up my father told me something i'll never forget i don't know what it was but i remember he said to me i said i can't do something mm -hmm. and he said remove that word from your vocabulary he said don't say i can't yeah and that to me is something that clearly you know i still say it every now and then but mm. it's something that i would never forget that never tell yourself you can't because if you tell yourself you can't you mm -hmm. definitely won't ever be able to do it mm -hmm. and it's such a powerful thing I, you see and one thing about me to sean I am very, I don't want to say superstitious. I am, I'm all about energy. I'm all about um, things that we can't explain. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it might be written in the Bible here and there about, you know, when you're dead, what happened, whatever. But nobody departs, especially somebody close to you and, you know, you can go back and talk to them and say, what, what was it like? You know, it, it's so different, yeah. you know. So, yeah, you, you know, you have to look at the, the spiritual world and understand that there are things that, you know you 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 need to put out there in the universe for it to come to you mm -hmm. you know when you say you can't do something or you know when you have a certain mindset 
the, the energies them them get vexed with you. Like I say it to people close to me, you know, where if you have this fear, cause fear is from below, right? Yeah. If you keep thinking about something is gonna happen or something is bad or this won't happen, man, you just bring that up in your head. I just believe that there are some negative spirits mm. that latch on to you. Mm. Them just fly and pitch by you like a mosquito, right? <laughs> and them, them stay because them say, no, man, this person have the right, you know, the right, right thing for me. Mm. I need some of that negative there. Yeah. And then you just keep getting them. So you, you, when you see, say, I walk and you book your toe and you broke this glass and then certain things, I just believe that you, you attracted those bad spirits, yeah. right? Now, the reverse is also true. Yeah. If you are positive, if you are always grateful, if you count your blessings, I just believe that those good spirits going to latch on to you. I'm going to tell you, when they latch on to you, you get protection, you get ideas, yeah. you get more blessings. All of those things come, and I can tell you, my life, again, I'm not perfect. I mm. do have times when I, you know, but I have seen, my life is a testimony of those good spirits and sometimes the bad ones mm -hmm. you know um but i always want to just say oh i want a million of these spirits latching on to me and mm -hmm. and and i waiting on the one that you know can bring the bank account you know the <laughs> the the euros you know come i definitely think mindset it's you know i speak with someone the other day and i was saying to them that it's interesting there's something that they do that everybody around them tell them it's a good job they're doing a good job but they are they are unable to hear it because in their mind it's not good enough and it's so scary it's a, it's a cliche say but the loudest voice is the voice in your head and it's of so course. sad no matter what somebody says about you if you believe that you're awesome and somebody telling you bad things you always think you're awesome of course and similarly if you Tell yourself that you're bad and people tell you you're good, you're the thing that you're bad. And it's so important for you to have the mindset of confidence, of love for yourself. Because if you don't have that, you're going to stop yourself from yeah. living. I think there's a there's a term for it, they call it the imposter, imposter syndrome. Um, where you doubt yourself. You just mm -hmm. don't think you're good enough, mm -hmm. you know. And there are there are many other traits around mm -hmm. imposter syndrome and it 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 you know, a lot of people go through it. Yeah. But if you if you acknowledge it and realize it and and you know take actions to, to deal with it, then you can be further along. Yeah. I believe. Because you know, it stems from why your ideas is not the biggest ones or you know, why you think it not big? Why why you doubting yourself? Right. You know, you're great, you're awesome, you're special. You have I hear them say, you know. Uh, which is true like your fingerprint and my fingerprint nobody else have it exactly. in the whole wide world you know for now until they start cloning but <laughs> the reality is you know we're special in our own unique way and we just need to you know acknowledge that and just say yo i am i'm great it's, you know i always wonder where does that kind of doubt come from and it's so Literally, I'm at I'm in church this morning, and it's so funny. You would be in church, and you know, the pastor would say that you're all unique, and you're all made in God's image and likeness. And then the same person who says that, you know, at the same time they say something negative about themselves. It's just amazing. Like, why? Where does this negative? Yeah, where does it come from? The, my belief is 
it comes from comparison. Whether you naturally or subconsciously compare yourself with somebody else, mm-hmm. people are comparing themselves to a situation and saying, I'm not like that. You know, I am almost saying that you're inferior to that person. Mm. Um, and it's not just somebody you know or you pass on the road. It could be a magazine. Yeah. It could be influenced when you were 15 and you look in a, a Vogue magazine or something and you see, you know, somebody that you wished you, you, you had that, you know, whatever, smile, mm. like, but whatever it is. And then your subconsciously start doing a lot of comparisons mm-hmm. um, as to why we do that is another question. But I believe that's that's kind of where it comes from. And then now, when you compare to that, you're going to be always like, I'm not enough. You know? Um, why is this person New York Times bestseller three times and net worth 32 million US? I mean, and, and you're just going to keep doubting. But at the end of the day, many of us, um, us here talking, uh, and I'm sure many who will listen to this, will have the same traits that this best-selling author has eyes that can see all the senses working yep um good physical health so what's so different about that person um and i think it starts with what you just said believing that you can do it uh that you are enough yeah and you have you have solid backing with with the i, I still believe that whole god Godly presence, yeah, you have to acknowledge it. Even the biggest footballers you look at, mm-hmm. Messi, all of them, when them score, when them do different things, what them do? What you see them do when them score? They look towards the heavens. They look towards the heavens. If we think, say, what we have just comes, oh, I work hard for it, that's why I get it. Let me tell you, there is something bigger. You have, people, you have more people working hard and don't get it. Yeah. Versus yeah. people working hard and get it, Right. And yes, there are certain things that set certain people apart, but I believe a defining factor is how you allow God into you. You know, I may speak it straight up. You know, me is not a big church goer. You know, um, mother used to always want me to go to church. Maybe I got it from my dad because daddy always at home and read newspaper. Mm-hmm. Love him to <laughs> death, you know, love, love him to bits, you know. But I, I still think I got the foundation, yeah. you know. And uh, and it's just for me to know relay that information to to the little ones, them, yeah. you know. It's it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, love of self is so important, and it's something that misses so many people. By I remember being at a wedding some time ago, and a friend's mother said that she is so it's so unfortunate she didn't enjoy her own wedding because she spent the entire time looking around word about what other people were saying and doing and she's like no at the time she was like 60 something she was like no at 60 something i finally gotten to realize that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it doesn't it doesn't but how do we catch ourselves to not think that way you know and 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 again i'm not perfect you know mm. there, there are times when i mean even the little little birthday party mm-hmm. yesterday and you know you're wondering if everybody all right if you know how everybody think mm-hmm. you know if everything worked out mm-hmm. you know but the end of the day what's really important is that the kids had a good time that's it you know um and and that's how i catch myself yeah you know and that is what is you know important 
it's I remember when we were getting married and I said to Keisha that I really don't care who else is there, right? Mm-hmm. I said if it rains, if everybody car break down, if the bus carrying people to the event broke down, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, once I'm there, once the priest is there, you're good. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her that and something I it, again just like you every now and again you catch yourself but you have to realize that you're literally living your life and you can't worry about what anybody else is thinking you really can't your own lane everybody in their own lane your own fingerprint your own you know your chart your path yeah and you know we just have to believe that and and move, move. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep it's, moving. I was watching a video yesterday with some YouTubers, and these are creative tech YouTubers. Yeah. And just having an honest conversation with each other. These people are getting a hundred million views per video. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? And they were speaking about their own insecurities. And when the YouTube algorithm drops down to eighty-five million views, how they feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish I could get a million views, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's just so interesting how no matter what we're doing, we, unfortunately, if we don't catch ourselves, we're, we're looking at work about what other people are thinking. Same thing, I tell you, comparison. So everybody's, quote-unquote, big next step mm-hmm. varies, right? You talk to somebody in the street somewhere, and they say, you know, what do you want to do, you know, five mm-hmm. years, whatever, and somebody would say, well, you know, I really want to be a supermarket supervisor. And mm. that's my, yeah. that's where I want to, that's yeah. where I see myself. Yeah. Right? And you can't not be big, you know? That's their big. Yeah. You know? Um, but you have people that, like if you look at, like me, you know, what, what's big for me? Like I want to, I want a Fortune 500 company. I want to be in that pool of companies and, and have big ownership in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe maybe my, my, my dreams and my thinking not big enough. Somebody gonna hear that and say, What? You know? <laughs> Why? You know, yeah, man, I think about go Mars and yeah. and I take things to a different level. So it's just all about big thinking in your own respect and, and don't compare. Don't yeah. compare to others. You yeah, you you chart your own path. You know? When you think about let's say back when we were going to school, I think about where we are now, right? Do you think that being an employee, which you are now, and an entrepreneur, which you also are, which one do you think is a better path? If there's a better path, and and which one do you think is maybe not stable is the word, but it's the path I think maybe gives you the most joy. Uh, good question. Um, I think they both have their merits. Mm-hmm. Um, I go and tell you the most common merit that that I find. Um, before I tell you which one I prefer. Mm. Um, so the common merit for me is being able to help others. And I'm not talking financially, mm-hmm. hiring people or whatever, but at my job, I have staff, I have mm-hmm. a team. At my businesses, I have a team. Mm-hmm. And I would relate to them in different ways, share different ways of doing different things, so it will help them to grow. And I like that about either space. So my passion is people. And your people is the greatest resource anyway, wherever you go. And if I have a staff member that I can learn from, I, I don't want you on my team. Mm. Like, no matter who you are, even if you are a security guard, 
if I can't talk to you and you can't work with me and I can't learn from you, because learning is 360. Yeah. And, and trust me, if you're not learning from me, more you leave, you know. I don't want you. You understand? But I believe that on both sides of it, the people part is really where the passion is for me, that I get to go at challenges with people, not by myself, yeah. you know. Um, and, of course, even though entrepreneurship, in terms of preference, mm -hmm. even though entrepreneurship has its challenges, um, nothing beats that because you are the boss. You know, you, you, you don't have to answer to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, that gives a certain level of freedom that, you know, that's important. Mm -hmm. And like if you even think about kids, right? I grew up without my parents. I mean, they worked hard at companies for years and business wasn't really a, a topic. So I didn't right. grow up with business, you know, in mind. And it's amazing how that psychology can transcend to kids. And what we have to think about now is that we have younger kids that the jobs that we would have gotten back then, they won't exist. Yeah, correct. My daughter, five years old, right? I got my first job. Forget about summer jobs, right? Let's say I got my first job at 20. Mm -hmm. So that's 15 years from now, <coughs> from my daughter's current age. Mm -hmm. There are many obsolete jobs yeah. that's going to come up. Yeah. at 50 yeah so if i have a psychology of my daughter seeing me going to work coming home or my boss is calling or um i need to send this report off or i need to prepare this powerpoint or i need to da 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 da, da then it becomes in their subconscious especially if they see it before seven years old remember yeah. i was telling it gone in them subconscious yeah. um say oh i need to go and get a job mm -hmm. and then you you, you apply to your fool mm -hmm. Because the robots are coming, man. Yeah. Um, so it's so important for my daughter to see me checking off cash. Mm -hmm. You know, um, running payroll. Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing different things business-wise. You know, so I'd bring her with me. Mm -hmm. um, because then I want that to be the thinking. Because I tell you, starting a business was never on my mind. Mm -hmm. Through high school, through university. What triggered entrepreneurship for me was my experience at Digicel. Mm -hmm. And it was just because at the time I was there, which was, which was a great time, the competition was really hot. Mm -hmm. And we always had to evolve with new products, new businesses. You know, you know we launched 4G broadband at mm -hmm. the time. You know, um, Digicel Play came. Mm -hmm. You know, different plans, different things coming up. Mm -hmm. Acquisitions were happening, Paymaster, different things. I'm like, what's all of this? And then you're looking at profit and losses and you're looking at EBITDA. I didn't even know what EBITDA was going through yeah. school. And that's another problem. Big problem. That in schools, and I'm sure people talk about this on your podcast. Like, why is it that even in our schooling system in Jamaica, like I've learned the hard way that accounting just accounting. Mm -hmm. I know we did POB. We did POB yeah, in school, right? Yeah. I don't know if you did pick that subject, but it never hit home. Like, never hit home. Like, how, how, how me never know about EBITDA them time there? You know what I mean? How me never know about gross margins and fixed costs? And If it was there, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I know I passed it at CXE. <laughs> and I'm not a, a SWAT, but I don't SWAT that much. Mm -hmm. So, me know say not in the curriculum. If we go in a Woolmers right now, and revamp them 
accounting curriculum and say, these are some old boys in business and we're going to do a complete, a complete yeah. revamp. This is what you guys need to know. Yeah. Right? You need to understand assets and liabilities. You need to understand taxes and debt. You need to understand the layers in your P&L. You need to understand. So when you're talking these kind of languages, then, you know, and then when you, the other piece of it is also the financial side, the investment side, to understand about different capital gains, you know, the different benefits you get, how you can legally um, um, work the tax system. Yeah. Legally, you know, these are things that they sh I want my daughter to know this before she go high school. Home zone. I think that you're totally right, 100% correct. And I think that there is, I'm not knocking anybody from high school, every teacher or anything like that. But there's a way, and again, they're not being paid that well. So that's a reality. Mm. I think that there's a way to present these topics that could be so much sexier. Yeah. That we did not get. Like I watch Shark Tank religiously and I have learned more from Shark Tank than I did in accounts at school because of how they explain it. It, it they present it in a such a in a real way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And when you hear somebody pitching something and they hear they're being asked the questions by the sharks, being told what to do, being told what not to do, it makes sense. It 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 it, it makes sense and it's live versus being told to write this balance sheet to your book. It's just not yeah, real. Yeah. It's just we not need real. a more creative way to bring the message across. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you an example. Um, I use my daughter a lot, I guess because, <laughs> I, I don't know, just different scenarios. But like she's reading, mm -hmm. you know, and she's reading different sight words and sentences. And because she not, some of them she don't know and mm -hmm. whatever. And some of them she does. When she's reading them, she would buck, you know, mm -hmm. the man go up the, you know. Mm -hmm. So she would buck. Now she's going to school, you know, learning different things. But, you know, the reading not smooth, mm -hmm. you know. And I just sit down when I say, Jazzy, bring music into it now, right? When you're reading, sing. Go like you're singing. Look at, look at daddy. The man went mm -hmm. up and sing it. And then I say, and, and then what you don't do is the man. So I give her both scenarios. Yeah. And then she did it. Yeah. And then, you know, she have a little jovial side of her, so she would purposely do the book, book, book <laughs> business um, after just to ramp with me. But that's just an example of a way you can teach a topic, teach something yeah. in a different way. Um, because accounting is one, but another thing is like sales and marketing. In marketing, you got university and my talk about the four Ps. Yeah. And I said, all right, yeah, those things are important, right? But there's so much more to marketing than that, and it's becoming digital now, so... What's the what's the place? Well, I guess the place in the in one of the P's is is online, but mm. it, there's way more to it. Yeah. It's about creativity. It's about how you get the conversions and, but sales don't underestimate sales, and the art of persuasion because if you can sit down with somebody in front of them and sell, like sell something to them. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you if you even come off like you're selling, you don't lose a deal. Exactly. You know? exactly. So you have to come from a place of care, genuine care, and you actually want to help this person. Yeah. Because if you're selling something, you have to solve a problem that that person has. So in my view, that's what selling is. And that ties back to even networking, which is also important. In school, I should be telling kids, if you're doing networking, don't go to an event. 
to meet this person to get something off of them. Oh, that's the chairman of XYZ. Mm-hmm. So I need to meet them and, you know, um, invite them for lunch or whatever, whatever. And, you know, sometimes these people, I strongly believe that you, if you establish genuine relationships, it works way better. And you see how I operate? Like, me not going to go to a function and see people and go enough for myself. Mm-hmm. If I don't really have a genuine yeah. interest, like I re and and kids need to understand that when you go into school, don't don't go meet somebody because you want to copy off of them book and them something. <laughs> have them kind of motive, motive. You understand? Even though, I mean, I've done that in the past and I've learned from it. You know, you know, you find somebody bright and you're tired and you go mm-hmm. meet to them to do it, but it has to be at a place where you genuinely, you know, want to help. Maybe it's a trade off. You know. All right, how can I help this person? All right, more a copy of your book. Mm-hmm. So how me can I help you now? All right, you know what? I am really good at free kicks in football. So, you know, with the PE next week, I'm going to show you my technique. Yeah. You know, so it's a, a helping each other in different ways. But a lot of people going out now and have a one agenda of, you know, using people. Yeah. Even at the highest level, uh, you know, they're looking to get something off somebody. Uh, to your point about sales, and it's it's the wrong approach. So I was listening to somebody the other day, and they said that they were working in a restaurant, and they were about to resign. And the owner said, you can't resign because you are making the most sales for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're selling the desserts like hotcakes. How comes? And the guy said, it's very simple. I asked the people what dessert they wanted when they were hungry. He says, most people, after you finish your main course, then they come and ask you what you want for dessert. Your belly is full. You don't want nothing more. Mm. You're good. Mm. He says that when they come to ask the person for the appetizer, ask for appetizer or dessert one time when your belly is empty. Imagine that. Simple. 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 And solution. that's what sales is, which is... You're right. Sales is not about trying to convince someone to buy something. It is giving somebody something of value. Exactly. If your belly is hungry, you're going to want dessert right exactly. now. Exactly. Pay for it now and then you get it later. You know, it's, it's a mindset. And I think that a lot of times people think that I'm trying to convince you to buy something. That's not sales. Mm-hmm. Sales mm-hmm. is giving me value for something that I want. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're buying a bottle of water or you're buying whatever it is mm-hmm. and it costs a certain amount, people will pay more fight depending on what value right. you're bringing exactly you know um so it's not price it's value it's value i think price is is a misconception correct price correct. is like the 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 on the tail end you know that's not the meat of the matter the price is just the descriptor you know the descriptor correct it's value if this thing, if you are super thirsty you will pay whatever you want because the value of the water to you is a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than yeah, if you're yeah. kind of thirsty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And that's what that's what we mix. So it's interesting. I think that when I think about school, and I don't know how it will be done because I can't imagine that if I were opening a school right now, right? I think what I would do is, and this is not like you know our children age. It's just like older high school mm-hmm. I think what I would do is score the score YouTube and look for 10 different ways of teaching something 
and present it to the class and say, you guys watch which way makes the most sense to you. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I think what where school fails is you have this one teacher who has this one way of teaching something, trying to teach 30 or 40 kids in that one way. Yeah. And the reality is 30 or 40 people do not learn the exact same way. No. And so when you're going through YouTube looking for something you want to look for, you're looking for something that, that relates to you. Or if you're just tired to see the teacher every day. <laughs> you see them every day for one whole term. Yeah. How much is that term? Three months? Yeah. What that? Twelve weeks? Yes. And then now new new term come and them teaching a new topic. Why well, is the same teacher? Same teacher. So the same voice. Check out. It's like the a same. billboard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And so I think that school needs to become creative. And again, I know that they aren't being paid well, so that's a whole different topic. They migrate gone. <laughs> I get five times their money. Well, that now I forgot to look at teacher work. <laughs> so, okay. A foreign. I know you used to teach, right? You used to lecture. Yeah. Do you still do that? No. <laughs> Why not? No. Um, honestly, Sean, I don't like mark, book, um, paper. Mm. I don't like mark the exam them. Um, and I don't mind the multiple choice because I can get somebody to help me with that. But mm. you see the ones that require... To read and understand and and write a paragraph or two yeah. or whatever whatever a case study whatever i can't i can't mm-hmm. you know um but i love the actual lecturing experience yeah. um you know i think it's just it's just being able to add value to somebody's life yeah and take the learnings you have to bring analogies like i realized that over the years i've been using analogies so much yeah with the things i'm trying to teach that from my little kids to even lecturing, I've gotten way more, I want to say, skilled mm-hmm. at analogies because it hit home more that way. Yeah. And people can connect with it. It connects more. way better. Yeah. You know, so I, I use my daughter again. She's doing um, giant up mm-hmm. writing and she was having a problem with um, the Z, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think about her. A, a Z in Jaina. Mm-hmm. And she was just having a serious problem with it. Mm-hmm. So I said, Jazz, let's draw three. You know, I'm giving her the analogy of mm-hmm. a three. And when you finish the three, just do a curve and, you know, wrap <laughs> it around. It's all right. So she, and I said, when you're doing it, say three. Mm-hmm. And she had to do three and she curved it. And her name of two Z in it. Mm-hmm. And she do them identical, if mm-hmm. I show you. So, you know, it, it's, just, it's just trying to tie other things to the message you're trying to bring across. And I think that can apply to most leaders that really can hit home with their message, pull on an analogy. And some of them may be ridiculous. Some of them, some of them might be actually quite funny. Mm-hmm. But that is how you make a difference. Yeah. I think there are two things that help learning. Um, there are more, but the two mm. I'm thinking about is, you know, analogies and stories. Yeah. And if you get those two right, and if you even can mix and match them in your message, you'd be like a star-studied teacher. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, think of everybody watches movies, everybody listens to music. It's the same thing. Those movies, the music, they all have a message in there, but it's, an, it's a story form. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if you can lead, if you can teach in somehow, somewhere, a story form, mm. then people will get a message. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's important. But what's mm. funny is that you speak about people a lot. And I think that one of the most underrated things in school is letting us know how important people skills are in the real world. 
Yeah. Um, so, so with people skills, there is a precursor to that, mm-hmm. which is communication. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you, you can't get people skills unless you can communicate. Correct. So you must be able to articu- articulate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we can't communicate. <laughs> you must be able to articulate yourself yeah. effectively yeah. to be able to be a, a good people person. Yeah. Where... You know, you can go in a room and keep your mouth shut, you know. Nobody not really know if you have sense or you don't have yeah. sense. But you want to know, say, when you when you start belt out some word, you know, the people them say, oh, I want to listen to this person. Yeah. You know, I, I need to I need to hear what they have to say. I need to ask them a few questions, you know. Yeah. And and that is where you need, you, you know, you, even me, I'd, you know, I always seek ways to improve that. Because even how I talk, you, you see, I don't care. I am me when I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking a show off and go try to speak proper English all the while. You know? So me chat the patois. Yeah. That is just me. Yeah. You know? It's just be yourself. And and I think being yourself communication, yeah, being yourself is 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 fundamental. Because uh, if people don't pick up say, you know, you're fake and you're walking in a room and you you know. What's unfortunate too is that you do have genuine people that Maybe the the face or the mm. eyes mm. don't do them much justice. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. That can happen. Yeah, okay. you see somebody and you think they're this real, you know, difficult person. Yeah. I was gonna say a different word, yeah. but you know, um, but and they could be mis misconstrued. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read eyes a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I can look at somebody and know if. My energy car. Remember my spirits them my mm. spirits them will latch on to me. My spirit them will tell me, you can just looking at the eyes and know. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and I could be wrong, you but I, I want I wanna tell you seven out of ten time right. You could be assuming incorrectly. Yes, that's a three out of ten. Okay. You know? The communication part is so important and I I, I got it brought it up because for some reason when people become leaders some people become leaders the communication drops off they feel as if i'm the leader and maybe i don't need to communicate or everybody should know and i think mm. that that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of us make not just as leaders but just in, in life in general everybody should know or when you're communicating a thought you will use things like like yada yada but you know you know that thing there or you don't finish a sentence yeah, or finish a thought specific. properly. You think people specific. telepathic and reading your head. Exactly. And I think that good communication is such an amazing skill. People who are able to not necessarily speak eloquently, not that, but just speak in a way that conveys what they're saying properly. Yeah. yeah. It's such an amazing skill. And that's something that I definitely even want to further some studies or go to a class in just being able to speak in a way that definitely comes across to people and and i can tell you if you're bringing across a pitch or a conversation with people mm-hmm. and you say let's say you said a hundred words right and they are totally engaged totally with you on it you could say one word out of context one word that you could have picked another synonym another yes. word that word can completely rescind the entire correct hundred words you said correct so the point i'm making is i just believe choice of words especially in emails you know like what you put down 
um, you just have to be so cautious. So yeah. I make this habit, even when I send in emails, to just read it over. Yeah. Uh, like, I would write it. I know I have 10,000 emails for go write. But if I write in an email, and it's not that, you know, mm-hmm. that short, I'm going to read it over. And most times, I'm not like, I find a typo, mm-hmm. I find a word that I want to change or add a comma. So I think just, just again, back to the communication. Um, you, unfortunately, you don't get the time to read over what you're saying to somebody. <laughs> we wish we had that, right? Yeah. But we don't get that. But at least in emails, we can, we get that chance, you know? Take the time. I, I know that I tend to shoot from the hip when I'm sending an email and I don't read it over. And many times somebody will be like, Sean, that was wrong or the tone was incorrect. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important thing to, as I said, just take the time. Take, take an extra one minute just to read it over. Probably less. Is the tone okay? Mm-hmm. Is it respectful? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that could be misconstrued in this email? Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a company a couple of years ago and somebody outside of the company sent me a mail I sent internally. Mm-hmm. And they were like, your staff members are unhappy because you're sending your email outside saying this guy is so horrible. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize the importance of once you click send, mm-hmm. once you say it, mm-hmm. it's out there. Yeah. Forever. And and that's one thing too, you know. I mean, it tie back to everything we're saying around communication. But when you do make an error in anything, there's a difference between internal mm-hmm. and external mm-hmm. errors. Mm-hmm. And the repercussions are far greater mm-hmm. with external. Yeah. And you can relate that even to your personal life. Mm-hmm. If you have your spouse or your child and you decide to reprimand the child or you get in an argument with the spouse and it's internal, mm-hmm. meaning just you and them, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you, you get through it, mm-hmm. right? But if it becomes external and there are persons around, etc., it's it's more difficult correct to recover from correct um so likewise with the emails you know because we are we are like a pride you know oh, as human beings yeah pride and ego is in both male and female i know them talk about man and ego but woman have it too 100 percent. and you, you you're this a woman you're this a woman in 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 public let me tell you the problem <laughs> I mean, ego that's ego not saying anybody should but likewise yeah. For man too, if a woman do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the working world, like, I do not believe, and I, I said this, you know, I'm, I'm not holding back. I don't, be, I don't believe in reprimanding staff members with others around. Um, I, I think it's counterproductive, and yeah. you will lose that person. You see, when yeah. somebody checks out mentally, you lose everything. You lose. Yeah. They're just getting by. Yeah. So I've I've failed in that regard before, right? And it, it took me leaving that company to realize the mistakes I made. And you're right. So if you reprimand, if you reprimand staff member A, not only does staff member A check out, but so does staff member B and C because they know start to think if he can treat staff member A that way, how would he treat me? Right. And so it's a ripple effect. It's a ripple negative effect. And it goes back to communication. It goes back to there's a, way, there's a right way to do it. There is a right way to say, okay, Neil, uh, thank you very much. And then speak to him after, mm-hmm. speak to him confidentially. Mm-hmm. And these are, I think, some of the coping mechanisms in the workplace that school fails at. And 
unfortunately people skills people skills and unfortunately when you move from being a junior programmer to a manager there's no class there's no course Mm. you get an email you get a conversation say your manager now these people reporting to you Mm. and magically you're supposed to have these skills to manage people you don't don't, don't get that most people that didn't officially do a people skills course Mm -hmm. they learn it nature nurture you know Mm -hmm. you you know you're, you're you probably get it from learning it at your house or whatever environment mm-hmm. you're in. And that's why it's so important even in, in your home to make sure you're sending these, you're speaking the right way yeah. and who is around. From, from If you have any staff members in your house, a nanny, a helper, mm-hmm. how you relate to each other, mm-hmm. it's so important, again, to get that right energy. Yeah. You know? And, and, and even if you need to reprimand, there are, there are ways you can do it. Yeah. You can do it in a very in like one of the things I do um is is even though it's is a serious it could be serious um let's say somebody is late for a meeting mm-hmm. and is 10 people on the call and you know a couple of people jumping late I say I'd say guys remember meeting not not anybody specific guys mm-hmm. remember the meeting starts at 8 mm-hmm. you know you know yourselves mm-hmm. you know um you're not literally pointing at somebody but they know so you're kind of directly indirectly yeah. you know you find a little way for, for kind of that's ways to get a message across yeah. but everybody know who you're talking about <laughs> but they know that you made an effort yeah the effort is what makes a difference yeah. the effort that i respect this person and despite what they did wrong i'm going to i'm going to play the game yeah i'm gonna candidly i'm you know ambiguously anonymously say something like this you know um i i think that could work um in some instances and in other instances you know you find that people just you have some people that would just cancel the whole meeting you know so i did something a few years ago which is totally wrong um i was trying to make a point and this guy came to our meeting late and when he walked through the door, I said, no, no, actually the meeting has already started. You know, please close the door and step back outside. And I was replicating something I saw before, which wasn't mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And when I did that to the person, he went back outside. It was literally the entire company was talking about it, saying that, you know, Sean kicks over to the meeting, blah, blah, blah. Nobody spoke about the fact he was late for the meeting. It was I kicked them out of the meeting. Yeah, yeah man, them, them them ride pandas. So exactly, now... now the bad guy, mm-hmm. and so therefore my my communication in that situation was extremely poor. Yeah, but it's it hard to strike that balance, you know, Sean, because in certain leadership roles, you you, you can't soft either. Mm. Um, but I strongly believe that true leaders, true leaders, mm-hmm. are more only influential mm-hmm. side more correct. than the dominant side correct correct i i believe that they are personable genuine people correct. soft correct but the way they form their words and the way they speak slowly and effectively they get a lot of respect correct 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 so so and i've interacted with some people and i'm like at your level you should really be a bit harder. But then I've with the wisdom I'm hoping to gain every day and every day, I realize, no, this is what I aspire to be like. 
you know why would i want for anybody to to think of me and feel anything negative you know i won't be around forever we're not going to be around forever so why on this in this temporary time you have more people dead you know the earth now than alive how much people bury globally versus alive now and it tell you the limited time that you have and literally if you go and go work every day and hurt people feelings disrespect people and then when they think about you that they, they feel that way why not use the opportunity since you're going to interact with these people for them to feel that they they benefited and that's one of the things i i learned from both my parents you know i said to you that my dad and my mom they weren't business people or maybe if they were, they didn't get the opportunity to. And, you know, I wanted to break that cycle. But they were so influential to people around them. I asked anybody about Jimmy and Elaine at them workplace, at the bar. It's always the same thing. Love, respect, jovial, um, helping, providing. Not in a lie, Sean. I saw more people think about me. I don't want nobody to think about me like, you know, any other way that I disrespect them or, you know. You made a super good point about the influential versus the dominant leader or domineering leader. And I think that for whatever reason, that's something that a lot of us get wrong. We believe that in order to lead, you have to crack the whip versus being able to have a conversation with someone intelligently to get the point across mm -hmm. and it's you're right it's to me in my point of view true leaders are soft-spoken they're calm they're quiet mm -hmm. but they're influential mm -hmm. and i also think that for the ones and i'm you know i may fall that category as well i'm on that hopefully i'm on a changing path um we maybe we don't know how to communicate properly maybe we don't know how to get up get the point across without coming across as harsh or rude and so therefore we mistakenly believe that by being a bit strong or be rude we're actually doing a good job mm. that's not what leadership is no that's no, what leadership no, is and to your earlier point about wanting to affect the world positively there's something somebody told me a long time ago and it has, it has been etched in my brain. We are human first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Nail on the head. First. And so therefore, if, yes, you come to work and maybe the report is late, maybe you came to the meeting late, all of these things are late, right? But we're human first. Mm -hmm. You have a family, you have a mother, father, a spouse, a child. That's what matters. This work thing, even though this work thing is important in quotes and is paying the bills, it is secondary to your real life mm -hmm. as a human being. Yeah. And, and, and again, I'm going to draw on some spiritual, mm -hmm. you know, think, uh, you know, earth is devil place. Like I am running things as, as in, you know, I'm plant all kind of seed for bring disruption mm -hmm. bring lots of bad things right and he tries to influence our minds 
you know, to say things and do things that is definitely not human beings first. You know, people have, you know, when I talk about greed and mm -hmm. jealousy or, you know, those things, um, using people, exploiting people, yeah. those, those are not things from God. You know, those things are evil things. Correct. And you have a lot of people. You find more, you think most of the evil is in the streets, 87s with gun and Arab people. No, a lot of evil is in the workplace. Correct. Correct. Um, and how they operate on a daily basis because there's an agenda. And I think it's just our responsibility to just, whether we incorporate our business, is to spread what we believe and what our belief is. And if we put it on a board or on somewhere to say we're human first, we actually mean it. We actually mean it. We actually mean it. You have companies that they choose words and put in their visions and their this and their that because that's what's in the books and that's what big companies put. But they don't live by it. Like, you see a company that come and said, we, we are big on integrity. And, <laughs> you know, that's, you know. But then there are things that come up that you'd question that. You know, so for me, the ultimate, as I tell you, Fortune 500 company, I would love that to be on my, uh, you know, on the mm. wall of the company, you know, to say we're human beings first. Yeah. And you see the companies that put their people first, watch how them, they have that sustenance. Correct. You can crack whip and get, you know, transform company, fire these people, do this, mm -hmm. that, do all kind of things. And you might get short term gain, you cut your cost, you do this, you whatever it is. But it, it's not long term. It's a camp, it can't be long term. And and when people are hurt, they are hurt. They will never forget. Yeah. They will yeah. never forget. Yeah. So it's so important that you understand that what you just said a while ago, if you genuinely live by it, again it's in the Bible. God said it on the good side. Yeah. All you do, don't do to somebody that you wouldn't want them to do unto you. Okay. Or the reverse. Do unto people that you'd want them to do unto you. Yeah. So you know, with anything in life, there are people doing things to people every second of every day that if you tie them up and ask them if you would want that person to do that to you, for you or to you, yeah. them, them would have box shuffle stutter and eventually the real answer is no, they wouldn't. Correct. Then why you do it? Yeah. Why you do it? So, so all the principles are already there in the Bible. Um, and, and to your point, like, even though you don't, like, there are things you said, like, you don't know mm. how to do a certain thing. Whenever you don't know something or whatever, you can say, you know, how would I want somebody to talk to me about this? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's how you act accordingly. Use, use that, use as that analogy. And then, you know, you always say, you know, beginning action with the end in mind. So what's yeah. the end result? You want somebody to know that you need to come on time for the meeting. Mm. That's the end result. Yeah. Right. So you, that's what your your end goal is. Now you want to make sure that that journey to that message, mm. however it is brought across, you would actually agree with it if you were on the other end yeah, and you were the late right. person, and and that is it. And that applies to personal life in my view. And I mean, I I, I hoping I'm sticking by that, and and you know, and I want to just be more. Deliberate. Yeah, but deliberate. deliberate. That's the word. Deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah. So uh, you say you're 40 now, right? What would Turated. you <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Advice. Go on through Neil. 
Go on through, Neil. Okay. You're a good youth. Zane, you're great. Don't doubt nothing. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I have to catch myself. In and you, you, you must be a greatest fan. Yeah. Sometimes, right? Um, you know? I would look on, you know, people close to me. I say, you know, you're looking at a U.S. billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know that? You know what a U.S. billionaire look like with a Jamaican accent, you know, handsome, you know? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, you know, you, you, know, you, you kind of big up yourself where possible. And it's always good to have that support system in yourself, but it, it is a bonus when others actually give you that encouragement. Yo, yeah. you're going good, you know? And like even the exchanges you and I had a few weeks ago or months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you shared, we, we, we exchanged words of encouragement mm-hmm. because where we are now, Sean, in our lives, there is a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. You understand what I say? Yeah. And I know money me I talk about. You understand? And we are right financially. I know that we are talking about. We just have talked about the different blessings that come along the way. Mm-hmm. We found love. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not arranged, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it's genuine. Yeah. Actually, I, you know, that's one of my, or is my biggest blessing. Why? You know, the devil don't like that. They don't like mm-hmm. married people, you know. Mm-hmm. They want to mash it up, you know, yep. and send all kind of things for try to rub <laughs> shit, you know. And... When you know you have that, you remember from the marriage that means you have a union, you know. Mm-hmm. You have a union where you can carry no and go carry, make your youth them. Mm-hmm. Have your home. Enough people have house, you know. Them not have the home. Correct. You know what I mean? You create a home and create certain beliefs and you welcome people into your home with certain principles mm-hmm. that you live by. You know, these are things that when you tell me that you're proud of me, Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to say, Sean, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Them things, they go far. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you, because again, as humans, we, we tend to get this doubt feeling mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, maybe a little Tuesday or Wednesday, you feel a little down <laughs> and out. You know? And you need that. Yeah. We have to be each other's... Um, support. Like, you know, support. Because we're not going to always be up every single day. Right. You know, tomorrow you're tired, next day you're full of, you know, sometimes I wake up in a shan. I feel like I can take on the world, you know. And it's like my brain does a fire. I say, yeah, do this, I can do that. And next day, I am so confused. I am so tired. I am so demotivated. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where to start. I don't even want to pick up the phone. I, and it happens. Yeah. And... It, how you how you bounce from that? How you navigate it is is another thing. But how uh, what works for me is I, I face it, you know, and I say, well, I know I feel a certain way right now. It means that there's something I am not doing, mm-hmm. and you just move that to action. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some people where, make us say you 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 mm, you have a a health challenge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it worries you. Every day you look at it, you know, it, you, you, you look at yourself and you, you're worried about it. And it really puts in you, it's stressing you. The question is, and, and you don't know the answer, what is happening with you. The question is, are you taking the steps to find out? You know, are you making the necessary 
move so that you translate that worry into you know mm-hmm. up to the other day that did happen to me when you feel uncomfortable about something um like a pain and i wonder why you know mm-hmm. you know especially with the situation with my old man and mm-hmm. thing and you know what i did was you know some people that set a doctor appointment and it's probably like say, say it's monday i'm worried after a long weekend of drinking i'm thinking i'm gonna mash up my spleen and <laughs> one bag of thing right Monday come, you know some people that set an appointment and say, alright, Thursday is the appointment. Man, me go to clinic the Monday, man. Me go Monday, go check it out mm-hmm. right away. So, mm-hmm. and that is one thing with me is like, me could have tattoo no on my forehead. Mm-hmm. When me ready, I know me I do it. No, <laughs> no, right. And at the end of the day, the, the more you apply that kind of urgency to things, you realize to. You know, people say time is a currency. It's more important than money. 100%. So, me and I talk now for an hour or whatever. At the end of the day, we now get by that time. Yeah. And we're just hoping that what we're talking about, what we're doing, um, that hour is well represented. Add value to somebody else. To somebody else. Yeah. You know. Um, but even when you sit down and have a drink with somebody and having a good time, that is the people skills you're working on and the relationships you're yeah. building on, the genuine ones, if, yeah. if it's genuine. Yeah. You understand? So when we leave, you know, link up with some people, mm-hmm. um, have a drink and thing. Uh, tomorrow is a holiday, you know. And you're genuinely building a relationship with people. Ask questions, you know. Yeah. Um, yesterday when we are par, we, you know, we, we are talk and thing. That's it's so important. So important. So important, Sean. Friendships, it's, yeah, it's priority. Priority. And, and what me love to, you know, is I have some friends, right? that I might not see them for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And some of them say a big man or even woman. But them up somewhere and, you know, it's like we'd see each other yesterday. Yeah. And that is so important that yeah. you, you can read between the lines. It's like you, you see the person and you, you're filling the gap already. Yeah. That there's just love and yeah. there is, like, I'm, I really miss you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And them like a thing that important that people don't, the bag of carry feelings thing or you know link me no everybody busy what, everybody why, why you not call me everybody have to understand say, yeah. we're busy a bill yeah and everybody, everybody and, but we, we, you know we can make the time where possible and thing we, we figure it out together but all away depend this you know grind everybody's pushing everybody's trying and so therefore um we should give each other that same grace of course um all right what so what's next for you you know next six months one year two years what's what's the plan going forward all right so uh, in a right now i am in a exploring kind of exploratory um phase you know um looking at just greenfield you know looking at opportunities Mm -hmm. um i know where my interests lie i had shared that with you before Mm -hmm. you know I have a passion for real estate, alternative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a passion for healthcare with the pharmacy, you know? Um, so the idea is, and as I said, I don't count technology as an area. That's an enabler, you know? Mm-hmm. So I look at, at, at doing, you know, exploring different ideas, some of which I shared with you, mm-hmm. all in line with those categories, mm-hmm. um, exploring where is the next move. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question in the next six months is to really flesh that out properly. Do I know exactly where what will happen in six months? Um, 
I'll be doing my part yeah. to figure that out and have full confidence that God will do the rest, you know. So, may I go, you know, like you make a jump, you know, so I just go with that faith. And that is, and you know, that is the plan. And later down, I mean, the goal is, the goal is to to really have that that I want to say freedom or to have that legacy that I'm able to pass on to my kids. You know, because I don't know what you know. You don't. You want to give them that level of security. You know, and I, I kind of want to solve problems. I have that passion, so I want to make sure that whatever comes you know comes to the fore it's really solving a problem for for a lot of people a lot of people um so that, that that's kind of where i see it i'm not really thinking about money you know even when my boss my prayers them you know a wisdom i pray for because mm-hmm. you know say a man could uh, have all the money in the world if he don't have the wisdom he may broke mm-hmm. and he may not get it back but if you, if a man that is wise and understands certain things, you can take away money. Every time you take it from him, he's going to get it back in some other way. Right. Um, so wisdom is priceless. And for me, that is what I pray for. And different things will come up every second of the day, mm-hmm. different interactions to make me wiser than yesterday. So yeah. I want to be wiser than I was a minute ago. You know? And as, as long as that happens... I believe the answers will come in terms of what next. What next? A wiser Neil, you know? Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you want to dive into a similar What Next episode, check out the links in the podcast description or head to the whatnextpodcast.com. And remember, make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. <laughs>